You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. Hey folks, we have an awesome show for you today. We threw something on the grill we've never put on the grill before, and we've got an awesome recipe for you. Stay tuned. Don't worry what you gotta do, cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue, fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we've got quite a bit of things that I want to cover on today's episode. And I I think it's some things that you guys might really like. The recipe I know you're going to love. It is top notch stuff, man. And one that you can simply follow to a T and love it or take it to the next level and put a few twists on it and uh, and really make it your own. That's really what I love about a lot of these recipes that that I have is is the ability that, you know, it gives you to really fund, you know, almost fundamentally change it all together, but to make it your own. Right to really put a little bit of yourself into it and play with the flavors uh, and and make it so that you really like it and that you enjoy making it and most importantly you enjoy eating it and sharing it with others. I don't know if you noticed on our YouTube channel we posted a video we did a short as well but we did a full ten minute video also reviewing the all-terrain cane from a werewolf gear and i it uh it looks like we might be able to get dave from a werewolf gear on the podcast coming up pretty soon we'll see uh how that goes how it gets worked out but uh i do uh you know there are some things about the cane that i really like Uh, so if you want to check that out go to youtube.com slash blind grilling and you'll be able to find both the little short we did and the 10-minute uh, first impressions and review uh, out uh, out in the country. We were off the paved road and, uh, you know, out in an area where uh, I do quite a bit of outdoor activities. As a matter of fact, we have a garden out in that area, and we were out working in the garden also, uh, picking tomatoes and okra, and uh, still had some cucumbers coming on, so got some cucumbers as well, which was awesome. Uh, the okra, oh man, the the okra, woo! I, I you know I love the tomatoes first of all, but the okra that's been coming on has been so good. And I mentioned earlier something that we've thrown on the grill that we have never grilled before. Folks, it's the okra. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the okra. You know, okra is one of those things that either you you love it or you hate it, or if you've only had it 
one way, for example, boiled, you hate it. <laughs> and I don't blame you. Oh, my goodness. But if you've had it fried, you love it. Oh, man. Fried okra is, is awesome. I think when uh, I had my wife on the program a few weeks back, we were talking about putting up corn and, and canning some green beans, and uh, we talked about freezing okra. But we've been eating some okra, and we love some fried okra. But someone at the grill store had come in and was uh, talking to us about gardening, talking to my wife, and and uh, this lady had told my wife that they grill the okra. And one of our first thoughts was, what about, is it slimy, right? Is it get that that texture, that sliminess to it that boiled okra gets? And and they were adamant, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, and it's so good, you know, and they just went on and on about it. And so we decided, you know what, we are going to try it. We're going to try it. So we were out uh, working in the garden. We picked a bunch of tomatoes that, I mean, we're talking softball and a few even bigger. Uh, beautiful, oh, man, just wonderful tomatoes that just full of flavor, just awesome. And uh, the okra had come on really good, and some of it was ready to pick. So we got a whole bunch of okra picked. And so we got home, and uh, we were uh, making supper on a Wednesday night like we normally do for a lot of the college kids that go to church with us. And I thought, you know what, let's just let's just grill some okra. We did a reverse sear uh, beef tenderloin and uh, a something that we'll, we'll share the recipe on today, a potato bake. And I thought, you know what, let's, uh, you know, we got garden fresh green beans. We got some sliced tomatoes. Let's, let's try this grilled okra and see how it goes. I even wrapped some with bacon because <laughs> I was just like, you know, if, if something goes wrong with the okra, you know, maybe at least we'll have some bacon out of it. And so we, uh, we did some bacon wrapped okra and I was, I was shocked I was, I really was shocked. I was surprised. I, I, I'll tell you this. It's not my favorite. It, I don't think it beats fried okra. But if you're someone who, who would love fried okra, but you're afraid of frying something like that, you know, there's a lot of folks who don't like the, you know, the hot oil or something, but you don't mind grilling something. And I'll tell you, the way, because we did it two ways. We had the flat top griddle going, and we had the big green egg fired up. And so we we did some okra on both the the uh, the charcoal egg, big green egg, and on the griddle outside. And the results were pretty much the same as far as that goes, whether it was bacon wrapped or whether it was just on the griddle or, or on the egg. Um, it, it, it was good. It really was good good. And I was trying to find the words like what cuz the texture was different. It wasn't slime. There was no sliminess to it. That uh, that was great. So that was fine. But I was trying to figure out I was like what it reminds me of something but I couldn't I, I don't couldn't place it really. And my wife's like asparagus. You know, almost almost like you've you've just barely overcooked asparagus 
And, and maybe we overcooked the okra a little bit. I don't know, but that's kind of the texture that it was. And so it's like that. That's it. You know, it was just a little bit of a a, a much bigger bite of of like an you know a sprig of asparagus, but it was this okra. And and you know how okra has those seeds. I mean, they had become you know extremely soft, and uh, it was nice and hot. And of course, the bacon turned out great. I mean, that's. <laughs> There's no, you know, uh, what do you say? I mean, it, it was bacon, right? The bacon was great. It was good. But uh, but the okra was good, too. I, I was really surprised because, uh, to be honest with you, we weren't, I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to speak for my wife. I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, I guess. I, I didn't get my hopes up like this is going to be the best thing ever, but I, you know, I, I was very curious because every once in a while I like me some okra. And if, you know, Michelle doesn't want to fry some up, then, you know, maybe I can just grab some and throw it on the grill and see how it does. Now, we, we didn't cut it, you know, like when you fry it, how you, you'll you cut it into little medallions, you know, uh, and and bread it and fry it. I just left it whole, just cut, you know, washed it because we fresh picked from the garden, cut the, the ends off. And uh, we wrapped it in some of them in bacon, some we just threw on, and uh, and threw them on the grill, and it was, it was good. It it was surprisingly good, and it wasn't slimy, you know. Um, and listen, I you know I don't know if you guys have ever eaten it raw. Uh, my father in law will grab okra off the stock. Right, he'll be out in the garden, be working, and he'll grab some water and be chugging water, and he'll, he'll be like, "Man, I'm hungry." He goes over and he grabs a big old, you know, uh, okra, and and just eats it right there. You know, <laughs> it's like you, you're crazy, but uh, you know, he, he's all, oh, "No, this is good stuff." Well, you know what? Um, it, you throwing it on the grill worked. It really worked, and that it uh, it surprised me, but. Uh, I'm glad I did it. It's not going to be one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, I need to grill some okra all the time. But it is something that, uh, you know, throwing it on the grill, and especially if you want to put something on a plate, add a little bit of color, add, you know, just something a little different maybe that folks hadn't had. You can, you know, throw a piece of grilled okra on uh, on some ice plate. They can eat it. And... Uh, yeah, it it was good. It was good. So, so that that was one of the things that we did this week. And again, um, I I would I would say it's something everyone needs to try. You know, I, I wouldn't expect it to be your favorite, but if you like fried okra and you like asparagus, you know, I think you would like uh, grilled okra. I really do. KickAshBasket.com For all your grilling accessory needs, go to KickAshBasket.com and check out their charcoal baskets for your style of grill. Whether it's a Camadu-style ceramic grill, whether you've got a Weber kettle or some other type of charcoal burning grill, we've got a basket that might just work for you. It improves airflow, helps you to control and manage your fire, 
which means you can help manage your smoke as well. They've got the kick-ash can to help collect all the ash when the cook is over for easy cleanup, and, of course, they've got the heat-resistant gloves and so much more. Go over to kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grillin' sent you. So, folks, when it comes to uh, the grills, we've, uh, you know, we did some cleanup and we had some winds come through and I know a lot of folks did you know, we, in fact, we had recorded a podcast with the Gilkies and, you know, they got a great YouTube channel, but the night after we recorded that podcast, they had some wind come through up in their neck of the woods and, and I mean, they had down trees. I mean, all just their whole neighborhood. They were without power for thirty hours, and I mean, it was it was a huge ordeal. And then the next couple of nights down here, where I'm at uh, in Missouri, we had some terrible winds. Some just, in fact, there was a rainstorm that hit, where you know people talk about all oh, the rain was going sideways. Right, because the wind was blowing, you know, just just whipping so hard, it was blowing the wind, the rain sideways. Folks, the wind, the rain was going up. I, I mean, that's how crazy and intense it was. It, it wasn't just a downpour, you know, coming down or being blown sideways. The wind was so crazy that it was it, it was like the rain was going up instead of coming down. It, it was it was nuts, and there were several stores that had water that came in that got flooded, and water was being blown in through you know through like the doors, um, the just the underneath the doors above the doors the the wind was just unbelievable, and, you know fortunately we didn't sustain any damage on the deck, but things were definitely not where we left them. I can tell you that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's one of the things that's happened to us, uh, this, this past week for sure. Our AC, um, uh, over where I work at the church building had gone out and we'd been without AC and they had to replace, uh, the AC units and been dealing with that. So there, there's been quite a bit going on, been really busy, haven't been able to do nearly as many cooks as I would like to have gotten to, but, uh, we, you know, you know, I wasn't starving. I mean, no, you know, don't feel sorry for me. It's okay. You know, <laughs> it's not like I couldn't afford to, <laughs> to miss a meal every once in a while anyway. So, but yeah, uh, but things things have been going well. But uh, one of the things that we mentioned earlier, along with that grilled okra and the the beef tenderloin that we did a reverse sear on, uh, we did this potato bake, and this is one of those things that it's super simple, but at the same time you can really doctor it up and 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 make it a almost a standalone dish if you wanted to, uh, although it works well for a side also. You can do it inside or you can do it out on the grill or in the smoker as well. So it, it's really versatile, you know, for folks who, you know, think, oh, well, this sounds really good, but, you know, I, I don't have a smoker to do it on. Or, 
you know, someone's like, well, I, man, I really want to put some, some smoke to that. It, it works well there also. So I had a half pan, so, you know, approximately a 9 by 13 inch pan. And I had about five potatoes that were, oh, I would say between a tennis ball and baseball size, maybe baseball slightly bigger, but about that size. They weren't huge, big, you know, baked potatoes type. But uh, so I had five of those and I cut those up into little cubes that were about the end of my thumb. Right. So, um, you know, by little, you know, a, a good bite, um, you know, maybe you could get two in a bite. So they're not huge, but you put those in your pan. I, of course, spray it with a little bit of duck fat and then put some seasoning on it. I put the same seasoning we were using on the steak or the, the beef tenderloin, uh, which was a new um, seasoning that Lane's Barbecue is putting out for uh, for Bama. Uh, and, man, this stuff is so good. It, this, this smoky sweet, um, you know, seasoning that they have. And so we use that. I also use some of the Cattleman's uh, Smoky Chipotle, which has a little bit of espresso in it, just, you know, because it's an awesome rub. So uh, I put a little bit on that and I, I put it on the egg. Of course, you can do it in the oven anywhere from 350, you know, 375 is probably a good, uh, you know, good temp for this. And you cook those potatoes 45 minutes to an hour until they are fork tender, right? So, and and listen, <laughs> that alone, right there, you could eat these potatoes. I mean, you really could literally pull these potatoes out when they are cooked. And listen, I'm, I'm not skinning them, right? I mean, I'm leaving the skin on. I'm just cubing them up. Uh, skin on potatoes. You just get them out of the sack. You wash them off. You cut them up. And you put them in your pan. I, again, spray a little bit of duck fat. You want to use some olive oil or avocado oil or something like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, put some seasoning on them, throw them in the oven or on your grill, 375 degrees for, you know, uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, and, and they're probe, when they get probe tender, right, I mean, they're, they're ready for the next step. The next step is super simple. Because it, you're basically going to use three ingredients if you count one ingredient to be two different types of cheeses. You're going to take a 12-ounce bottle of your favorite ranch dressing. And you're going to pour it all over those potatoes. You're going to take 12 ounces of your favorite buffalo sauce. We use one-legged chi one chicken from Lane's Barbecue and pour that all on top, you know, a 12-ounce bottle all on top of... Yeah, the ranch dressing. And then you're going to take a pound of cheese, half a pound of cheddar, whether it's extra sharp white cheddar or, or regular cheddar, that's up to you. Uh, Monterey Jack cheese also. Um, and, you know, you, you, you can make this as cheesy as you want. You could, you know, kick it up a little bit and use some pepper jack. Really, that this is where the cheeses are really up to you. I end up using about a pound and a half, so three eight-ounce packages of you know blocks of cheese that we shred and we put all over the top. 
and we throw it back into the smoker or in the oven and melt that cheese all the way, which takes another, you know, 15 minutes, give or take, depending. Uh, but, you know, 15, 20 minutes most should get all that cheese nice and melted. And that's ready to serve. That There you go. You know, that's a great recipe. Here's where you can really kick it up a little bit. You know, you got some leftover brisket, or maybe you grill some chicken. And you take some of that chicken that you know, you've grilled up, maybe even sous vide, right? And, uh, you know, got your favorite seasoning or rub. And if you're going to use that, use the same type of seasoning on the potatoes themselves. And before you put the ranch and the buffalo sauce and the cheese, you know, right on top of those potatoes, put your meat, whether it's brisket, which we have done, um, chicken, which we have done, and then, of course, you know, just as we said with the, the ranch, the buffalo, and the cheese. I'll tell you another thing that was awesome is one time we at one end of the pan, we only did half the pan with this, but along with all the other things that we did, we added blue cheese. And we did the ranch, the buffalo sauce, and we had some blue cheese crumbles that we put on there. Um, and, and that turned out well. I know not everybody likes blue cheese, it just so happened that day we had some folks that were coming over that loved blue cheese, and so it was great. But I know not everyone does. And again, that's where you can make this your own. It's just it's just awesome. It just really is a very simple side that you can make. It it is a little time consuming just because the potatoes take so long to cook. But other than that, you know, it's really just a you know matter of shredding cheese and. Uh, you know, if, if you wanted to put a meat and make it kind of a, its own little dish, you could do that. Uh, but, uh, man, it turns out so good. It really does turn out awesome. And I think it's something you ought to try. Uh, it is something we will be putting on the website over the next few weeks. We're going to be updating our recipe page uh, there's just been so much going on. I, I wanted to get some more recipes up already, but as I mentioned earlier, been dealing with a lot of uh, maintenance issues <laughs> and things that uh, have really taken my attention away. Uh, but but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. So we're going to be adding some recipes um, to the website for sure. And and this is going to be one of them, right? We've got the seven layer dip we talked about when we did the tomatoes and the salsa. Uh, going to put that recipe up because that's amazing. We we plan on doing the uh, the potato bake, um, but we'll probably just do the basic potato bake. And for those who listen to the podcast, then they will know how you can kind of doctor it up, make it your own, add different types of meats, whether it's you know slices of steak, brisket, chicken, whatever it is. Uh, you know uh, it. And different cheeses, right? I mean, you can do different cheeses as well uh, and and really make it your own. And we'd love to hear from you and tell us, you know, about some of the recipes maybe that you have heard on the podcast or you get off the website. Shoot us an email. Info at blindgrilling.com is our email address. Yes, I still have the Gmail address from past episodes that we were giving out, but now that we got the website up and running, uh, I'm switching things over as best I can to the info at blindgrilling.com. And uh, let us know uh, about your 
experimentation, maybe, you know, doctoring up some of these recipes. We'd love to hear from you on all that. Uh, but uh, but to kind of recap a little bit as far as the, the cooks and the recipes are concerned, we grilled some okra. We just simply took, uh, you know, sprigs of, of okra that we had um, got fresh out of the garden. We r- washed it. You can put a little oil on it if you want. Uh, we just wrapped ours in bacon. We put it on the grill at 375 degrees. And uh, then, of course, we did some on the flat top as well. And we, on the flat top, we just kept turning it every you know, a couple of minutes and got the bacon done. And, and, uh, and then of course the ochre was done when the bacon was done. And that seemed to be a pretty good gauge. Otherwise, you know, uh, for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, uh, if you're on a charcoal grill indirect, but it only took probably five minutes on that flat top and they were done. And then the potato bake, right? You're going to use a nine by 13 pan. You get your Uh, oven or cooker up to 375 degrees, you're going to chop up your potatoes and get a good layer built up in the bottom of the pan and cook those for 45 minutes to an hour until they're fork tender. Uh, Of course, remember when you put them in the bottom of the pan, get some little bit of oil on them and some seasoning. You cook them for 45 minutes to an hour until they're fork tender. You pull them out, you're going to pour a bottle of ranch dressing over the top, pour a bottle of your favorite buffalo sauce over the top and top it with some cheddar and Monterey Jack or cheddar and and some, you know, Colby Monterey Jack or whatever it is, even some uh, pepper jack cheese if you want, about a pound to a pound and a half, um, you know, splitting that up eight ounces each and uh, uh, let it go in the oven for another 15, 20 minutes till the cheese is melted and Boom! Booyah! Man, you're going to enjoy what you're going to be putting in your mouth, no doubt about it. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. Check out our website, blindgrilling.com. Email us at info at blindgrilling.com. We've got a lot of great things, I think, coming down the pike for you. Uh, some episodes that we're going to be doing on some more cooks. Hope you're enjoying the Wednesday My Story episodes. Let me know if you are. Shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. Until next time, remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.